All right, Willie, I want you to pick a number between uh, 1 and 18. I would prefer one that is over 18, Scott. <laughs> Can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. A number between okay. 1 and 18. Pick a number between 1 and 18 and tell me. 6. Again. 9. Damn she fine. <laughs> Gonna have you do this for me one more time. Get low? Get low. Get low. But seriously, one be- one one between eight. One, one more? Yeah, one more. You know, I don't know what words you just said. Four. Four. Again. One. I've got in front of me uh, a pep talk generator, and oh, I'm God. going to read to you what you just chose. Oh, shit. <laughs> don't yeah, worry. I'm ready. It's, I'm ready. It's I'm very ready. wholesome. I, I Pep think. me up. It's been a long week. I, I, I need this. I need this. All right, Willie, superstar, everything you, know. you do has serious game, according to CNN. <laughs> all right now i'm gonna i'm gonna give a pep talk to myself oh sure but uh you're gonna pick the numbers 16 5 9 13 self that's fitting in my opinion every thought you have every thought i have is a national treasure now let's dance Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. Not a copyrighted song. No, we're just making it up as we go along. Willie, I think we should start off the show with a- That's Scott, by the way. Yeah, you know who I am by now. And if you don't, I'm Scott. That's Willie. We're the hosts of your show, which you'll find out what the title is, either in the podcast that you're listening to or at the very end. So you got to listen to the end. We have some follow-up from last week. Do we? Yeah. There's a couple things. We did stuff last week? We did. Number one, we told people where they can find us on the internet. Sub for that podcast at gmail.com if you want to talk to us. But really, you, you got to get involved in the socials. You can find us on TikTok. Sub for that podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Sub for that. Have a conversation at, over at Twitter. Sub the number four that. That's about it. Yeah, that's where we are. Leave a review. Tell us you love us. If you really like us, thank you. That was a kiss That for was those a listeners. Sweet little kiss right on the cheek. Whatever cheek you want. Top or bottom? It's all good. But yes, follow up. What'd you do last week, Willie? I called it out specifically, and you were semi-embarrassed to talk about it. I'm semi-embarrassed to talk about it now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just got a semi. I'm semi-hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, does that make us full mass, like combined? I think we could both be full-on truckers at a truck stop, not not semi. Pulling each other's handbrakes? <laughs> and we still wouldn't be full-on. Yeah. Anyway. Come I don't know. It's, it's more like five and eight thirty. <laughs> We're old, Scott. We have a hard time getting it up. This it- episode is brought to you by Blue Chew Chewables. Nope, not a sponsor. I had a date last week. That and I'm not gonna kiss and tell. That's just not what I do. So you did not get a kiss on the first date. Correct. <laughs> so that means you have to tell. That's called a lawyer trap. You didn't ask me about the second date. You asked me about the first date. <gasps> there was a second date. Nope. What else happened? <laughs> oh, uh, just uh, it's been one year since that uh, hot dog was put into epoxy. That's the other follow up. Well, I mean, because you, you didn't want to talk because about my your... hot dog has had equally little use and has changed equally as much. <laughs> we, have, we, have you chipped out your hot dog from its epoxy prison? <laughs> little did you guys know we've been talking about a story of my dick. <laughs> Just wipe off, uh, wipe off all that radish before you bring it out to a ball game. 
you know what I mean? No, tell me more. You're, you've been, you know, playing with your peanuts and cracker jacking it. Now you're going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. But what's going on with Reddit? I have a bit of a follow up myself. Now, last week, we spent an exorbitant amount of the episode talking about alpha males. If it wasn't clear, Scott and I are not condoning that alphaness in general is a good thing. I don't even think it should be a thing. So here's a guy who's capitalizing on this being a thing, knowing that you're not going to remove that person from society in general. So he's found a way for capitalism to sneak its way in to an alpha male. You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did he uh, did he start up uh, a, an alpha male t-shirt marketing campaign on Facebook? Oh, it's so much better. Excellent. In fact, this guy has no shirt at all. <laughs> this is a post from the subreddit Hold Up. This post is titled, Rock His Shit, Guys. This is an image that says, Kick my ass to impress your girlfriend. Are you tired of your girlfriend thinking you're a fucking pussy? Well, no. For just... Okay. Well, just for a small fee, you can prove her wrong and show her how much of a badass you truly are. Just set up a time and location for me to come harass your girlfriend or significant other, and then, bam, you come in and rock my shit. Weekdays, $50. I was going to sing that that line to uh, Michael Jackson. You rock my shit. For the low cost of $50 for weekdays and... $60 $60 for weekends because he's got stuff to do, apparently. He's got standards. So little Eminem over here is getting his, his ass rocked in. Would you pay somebody to do this? Younger me? Oh, wait. Am I the one getting punched in the face? No. Or am I? Oh, I get to pay him? No. You pay him $50 to beat the shit out of him. No, I would I would go with the first top commenter here that says the twist is he's a masochist and he's he's getting paid for it. You're a masochist? No, he, the guy is. He's he's not actually saying he he wants to get hit. This is a this is a do what you love and never work a day in your life kind of situation. <laughs> is what he's doing really different than a job? Yeah, I mean, you could definitely say that this guy's going places. Probably the hospital, but definitely going places. I would say that he has found the perfect loophole to uh to, you know, instead of making subway sandwiches. This is an entrepreneur at work. We should uh, we should look into this type of work. You know, he found a solution. He found a hole. He he's put himself right into that hole, no matter how square uh, and it was. Now the only thing to do next is to find a girlfriend. How much do those cost? <laughs> uh, significant others are quite expensive. So how do we know that anybody uh, you know in that situation can really afford to hire this guy and? How do we know uh, that he's any good at what he does? I'm going to need some uh, proof of concept. I'm yeah. going to need a liar liar situation of him just kicking his own ass. <laughs> <laughs> you send me a video of you beating you. Wait. How much and to I subscribe? Will tell, and I will tell you if I think you're beating it well and beating yourself well enough. And that's how he opened up an OnlyFans. <laughs> But speaking of people in odd types of careers or jobs or just not really wanting to do traditional work, this week in Reddit, there was a huge influx of subscribers to the subreddit r slash anti-work. 
Did you catch this at yes. all? Yes. And I heard uh, the jobs report from last month was something like three or four point three million people decided to quit their job. Four million. And do what? Because I they're not giving the U.S. government is not giving out the extra. The stimmies are gone. Stimmies. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was mostly from sectors who worked with customers. So like retail, healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, hospitality. Those people were just like, we're not getting paid enough for this type of work. And before people jump in, this is a statistic based on the timeline you just shared of not people who have, quote, forcibly left their job because they weren't vaccinated. This is not a mandate thing. This is just, I have had enough with my job in the month of September. I am done. Yep. Uh, some of the top posts from this sub were are just stories of people posting their texts back and forth with their boss. One person was getting text messages from their boss that they were sitting down and they had to respond that they were on some sort of medical condition where they still could do the work, but they just had to sit to do it. And they crushed their goals and quotas. It was a warehouse type job. Yeah. And most jobs have goals. If you don't have goals, like what fucking jobs are you doing? Yeah. So this person said, I I just packed, you know, 240 plus. I was the top performer of the day in my shift and you're still calling to give me shit. I fucking quit. The the, the biggest theme that I'm seeing from most of them is that the bosses, whoever's in charge of them, supervisors, I don't know. uh, Number one, have their private number, which I suppose is normal. Right. But number two are like giving them shit. Have you ever had a boss that's done this to you? Oh, I if I've had bad bosses that I've never given them my personal information. I I have a really interesting like one of those moments that I will always live with because this is a bad boss moment. Tell me more. So I used to work at Abercrombie and Fitch. Ladies. Shirtless model? No. My roommate was very attractive man. Good for him. Lucky. But that is a <laughs> shitty company to work for who hires shitty people present company excluded please (laughs) and thank you so i think that just uh peels back a layer of the story of (laughs) willie so uh this does not paint me in a good light but i will tell you that i did redeem myself at the end of this it's a busy holiday season there are there are crowds of people in this abercrombie they're all shopping around and you're just walking around squirting on everybody yeah we squirted all the time so hard it smelled delicious so fierce we find this Macy's bag and I pick it up off the table and I'm probably like 19 years old. And I like I try to show it around to all these girls and their parents who are all walking around. It's in the ladies section. But to them, you just look like somebody picking up a Macy's bag and waving it in the air. You know, some well-dressed dude, young, handsome gentleman at an Abercrombie and Fitch holding up a Macy's bag. Nobody, nobody says anything. So I bring it back to the counter. And I show it to my to my boss. They always worked at the counter. And she opens it up and she looks at it and she's like, there's a ton of clothes from Macy's. The receipt's in here. If nobody wants it, dude, you just walk down to Macy's. Let's return everything and get a gift card. That is morally objectionable. Well, she was hot, Scott. <laughs> so she can get away with it is what you're saying? Or you just didn't have, your, your mind was so full of fierce you, uh, you didn't know any better. I think my mind was so full of, testosterone that when she said i will let you leave run down to the macy's return all of this for the gift card we can split it what do you think i did you walked out of there and quit your job and said 
F this S. I don't need to put up with this anymore. Call me. No, I said, mommy, sorry, mommy, <laughs> sorry, mommy. So I ran my ass so fast down to that Macy's and get to the counter. And I was like, hey, you know, I just bought this stuff for my mom. I'm very convincing. I just bought this stuff for my mom and turns out she doesn't want it. Would you mind? I think she's probably going to want to come back. Would you mind if I returned this to just store credit? The person at Macy's was like, yeah, absolutely. No, no big deal. Let's do it. So I returned with a $200 gift card. I'm disappointed in you, young Willie. So is my roommate, because while that's happening, there is a girl pacing our store, crying, because the clothing outfit she just bought for her mom for her birthday with her own money was gone. That makes me feel really bad. Like, I can feel it all the way down in my nuts. Like... (laughs) Why do you feel bad there? It's just a weird place that when I get embarrassed or feel cringy, it goes right to the nuts. So (laughs) so if you know Scott, you don't. But also ask him, hey, man, how your nuts feel? If you you see like a little black hole in my (laughs) jeans area right there, you know I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) How do your nuts feel today? Confident. (laughs) Look at my shoe. I... Kept $100 of that money. I bought a pair of Chucks because that's what? What all we were allowed to wear. I regretted them the moment I bought them. And my roommate, just to sum this up, required me to do 200 acts of good deeds that he had to be present for. And he had to physically sign off on a piece of paper that I carried with me for over a year that I did a good thing. Wow. Was that the, is this your origin story? Is this like the rebirth? Mm-hmm. And you never did anything bad ever again? Yep. Never a bad thing again. Speaking of bad things, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. That was a, and continues to be, a terrible thing. Yes. So this week on White People Twitter, there's a post that says a few more years and it's still true. This person named Brett Len posted a thing that said one year ago today. Hi, Brett. Game of Thrones completed an ending so absolutely insultingly shitty that it essentially erased itself from pop culture. Almost zero fans of the biggest television phenomenon the decade were satisfied. Dozens of characters left with endings completely unrelated to years worth of setup. It barely mentioned even in conversation of great shows to revisit, even in a time where people are stuck with time to do so. We'd all be on our third rewatch if it was. An ending so bad it makes you angry to rewatch the beginning. <laughs> what an absolutely incredible feat. I mean, it's absolutely true. I read this post and it made me mad again. I don't even like going into, I think, Free Folk during the Game of Thrones run mm-hmm. was one of the highest populated, highest frequented uh, subreddits on the entire website. Absolutely. And it was memes and discussions and it was a really good community people got along there wasn't a lot of uh at least not a lot of fighting within the mod community where they had to delete a bunch of things you know to this day i do not think about game of thrones at all to this day seven seasons of questionably what's gonna happen i can't wait to see the next one and then one it wasn't even like a full season erased everything everything I bring I bring up this post because did you see the trailer this week? 
Oh, for the the new one, the new Game of Thrones prequel. Do you care? I hope it shows up in prequel memes, <laughs> just as a joke. <laughs> because I don't care at all. I I it's going to be a hard sell. It's really going to be a hard sell because why would anybody watch? There's so much that they need to be able to do to make up for this. This this came in a week where DC they put out some shit. I got two NFTs from DF- DC fandom. That's a mood. All right. It's a weird thing, but yeah, my first NFTs are but- on a franchise that quite literally sucks balls. <laughs> They're worth less than nothing. Yeah. So this week we had Game of Thrones trying to become relevant again, and clearly this post. I think epitomizes how we feel at the same time DC who has stumbled across every series except for maybe uh, I think you can probably name two Harley Quinn and Doom Patrol is actually really good is that a movie no it's a TV show okay I I'm talking film I think they I think DC Universe has two movies that epitomize what we would like out of a DC this is post show. Christopher Nolan Batman correct okay one is Wonder Woman. First one. First yeah. one was good. Yeah. And the second one is the newest, The Suicide Squad. That was decent. That was actually was. And I'm sure it funny. Lo- from the trailer, it looks like The Batman might be, actually be good too. And I 100% disagree. I think it looks terrible. Yeah, but you always judge trailers way too harshly, Willie. Really. Yeah, but every... T- okay, so this is, this is a real thing that happens between me and Scott. I don't trust any of those films. And Scott will say, did you see this trailer? It looks fucking dope. And I respond with, it's still a DC film. Don't get excited. <laughs> and then we go and watch it. And what do you say to me, Scott? It's pretty good. And then what do you say a week later? I will never watch it again. <laughs> but it's still pretty good. I mean, I'm glad they made it for somebody else. It was something to do on a yeah, Tuesday evening. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're not getting me. They're getting my butt in the seat in COVID times, uh, you know, in that movie theater. Sorry, AMC. Nut mood in that moment? Concerned. Yeah, but it's like knee Whelmed. length. Knee length, yeah. <laughs> well, to kind of flip that script, go on the other side of the flat earth, if you will. Oh, no. This week on our Shower Thoughts, mm-hmm. somebody was talking about something that has been beloved for a very long time. And Woody Harrelson. And continues to be beloved. Tom Hanks? What was your first thing you said? Woody Harrelson? close oh but not really oh (laughs) (laughs) a guy named weird al has had a 40 year long career with no allegations of sexual impropriety the best comment is one of my favorite stories i've heard about weird al was when the moment he realized he had finally made it. Have you heard this story? Or did no. You read this post? I saw the post. I didn't read it because you and I are trying to be a little disconnected I know, from Reddit. I know. This was in the early 80s. He had been invited to a music industry party and wasn't really sure if he would go or not. He didn't think anyone knew about him or cared. When he got to the party, he heard someone yell from across the room, Holy shit, it's Weird Al. He looked over and saw that it was none other than Paul McCartney. Uh, so you're you're at the beginning of your career yeah you maybe have a little bit of success but you're invited to like an industry party or like mm-hmm. a really big celebrities party and you're probably just happy that you got the invitation right right you're like what do i wear i, I mean are people gonna judge me i don't know how uh the world sees me in this circle so to speak mm-hmm. i know what my fans feel like but then you walk into the room and one of the fucking beatles <laughs> is happy 
surprised, overjoyed that you are in the room. I think one of the biggest forms of flattery for somebody who creates artwork in some way, Weird Al, comedy, music. It, to Anything, be, any artist, right? To be recognized by somebody who has, quote, made it, I think is the biggest form of flattery. There's a few examples I can think of right now of people who I've watched where a bigger artist has come in and been like, yeah, I love your stuff. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, two examples. One is TikTok. The, there's this girl that I follow, Howie something or other. She just makes fun videos. She posted a video where the background music was Taylor Swift, who is now new to TikTok, and commented and said, oh my God, you're so cute. The next video was she's like, officially dead. I'm going to go die. <laughs> it's over. It doesn't matter. I, I think if I was recognized by, by Ryan Reynolds, hi. 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 Nuts, very whelmed. It would be out the mouth. <laughs> you, Ryan Reynolds, you want to see my nuts out my mouth? <laughs> Say hi. This is just for you. It's not for anybody else. Don't tell Blake. <laughs> tell her. She'll probably want to see. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, geez, this is a weird night. All right. <laughs> uh, the other one, I follow these two YouTubers by the name of Rhett and Link. They have kind of defined uh, YouTube series as we know it. They've been doing it some of the longest running series of all time. That's a cool. Sh a show called Good Mythical Morning. I've heard of it only through you. Okay, fair. Well, pre-COVID, they would get a bunch of guests on their show. And mainly it would be a place for like a Terry Crews to come in and hype a new show that they're doing. Love Terry. What a, what a good human. Terry loves Terry. I love Terry. They had Post Malone on the show. And they did a singing thing where the, the, the two people on the show, Rhett and Link, are musicians they know how to sing so they oh, were going to cool. do like this skit but you had to sing music in a certain way like and, post malone well post malone said cool i love your show i already know the premise of this i watch it every day wow and you could just you could just feel <laughs> the reaction of these two artists who have worked so damn hard for their craft to be recognized by somebody who is making it and like they lost it that's incredible. Maybe maybe one day we can we can get that feeling. Ryan. I mean, I'm sorry, Ryan. Daddy. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Like we said at the top of the show, we are all over the internet. Follow us on TikTok. Sub for that podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Sub for that. Leave a review. Tell us what you think. On any of your preferred podcast platform. But remember. No matter what you're into, whether it's instant barbarians, blurst images, White House dinners, or thanks I hate it. Do 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 There's a sub for that. There's a sub, there's a sub for that. There is a sub. There is a sub. There's a sub, there's a sub for that. Yeehaw! Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs>And now for some TikTok exclusive clips. I had a number of job interviews recently that went poorly. I started to think I needed to do something during an interview to really stand out. Be impressive, unique, and highly memorable. Like wear a hat. 
I thought it could be risky, but might just work. I came up with the following idea after concluding the interview, leaving the room, stop, turn around and say, there's one more thing you need to know about me. Then pull out a bottle of hot sauce down the entire bottle, slam it onto the ground and say, I can handle the heat, nod confidently and leave. I don't, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what caused him to just flip on this light switch and say, I'm going to impress them by chugging a bottle of hot sauce. Well, you'd be right, Scott, because it didn't pan out like I thought it would. So I started it exactly as described. I was leaving. I turned around, maybe not with as much swagger as I'd imagined in my head. And I declared, there's one more thing you need to know about me. I pulled out the bottle of hot sauce, almost dropped it, and started to open the bottle. In my head, it was all one quick, confident motion, but instead, I fumbled around and had a tough time getting it open. It felt like a nightmarish eternity, probably about 20 seconds. Enough time for the interviews to ask me what I was doing. What are you doing? (laughs) I didn't answer directly. Instead, I got the bottle open. I repeated, there's one more thing you need to know about me, but stuttering. (laughs) Then I guzzled down the entire bottle of hot sauce and instantly regretted it. My mouth and throat felt like lava swirling around inside of me. I immediately started to gag, loudly cough. I was involuntarily crying. Something tells me that butt stuttering is what's going to be going on for this guy later. I desperately screamed, I can handle the heat, but just kept coughing before I couldn't do anything. The interviewers were all standing up looking at me in horror and confusion. And then I threw up all over the floor. It hurt as much coming out as the way it did coming in. And then the vomit felt like flaming barbed wire shredding its way through my neck. (laughs) I should mention a disturbing amount of fiery mucus was also coming out of my nose uncontrollably. After I finished throwing up, I could not bear to look at the interviewers. I hoarsely mumbled an apology and started to stumble on as quickly as I could. Those poor people must have thought this person was trying to kill themselves in front of them. (laughs) Scott, this story reads, Today I fucked up by accidentally getting sexual with my dentist. Again. Uh, What? I'm a 32-year-old woman who can never go back to my (laughs) new dentist after two visits. Because I'm an idiot. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) My dentist is very nice and a professional man. Our first appointment was going pretty smoothly until he made some innocuous remark about us being strangers. Mm. My immediate reply was, ooh, you're not a stranger. You've been inside my mouth for 20 minutes. (laughs) I did not intend to make a sexual joke. His face turned to red and he was clearly embarrassed But he continued on like a true professional, and we were probably both relieved when the appointment was over. Well, I had my second appointment today. Oh, man. I actually mentally prepared myself to be a model patient who didn't say anything weird. Don't say anything sexual. Don't say anything sexual. He had been working in my mouth for about five minutes Mm. when he started to seem really uncomfortable or something. His face was red, (laughs) and he was breathing a little heavier. I was a bit concerned and also confused. Like, how could I have embarrassed him this time? I had hardly spoken. So he keeps working in there. And then I realized what the hell is happening. My dentist was wearing grape-flavored gloves. And I had been absentmindedly licking his fingers the whole time. (laughs) I think he was asking for it. (laughs) Dear Reddit, today I fucked up. Last night, my wife's boss from her brand new job invited me over for dinner. 
On the drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me just how important it was to make a good impression. First impressions and all. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife I would always make a good impression. My wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just going to be the three of us. We chit-chatted over drinks and salads and seemed really seemed to be really hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes, and my wife seemed pleased. <laughs> Soon, she brought out the main course, a nice, big, juicy steak for us. As I began to cut into my steak... I was discouraged to discover how undercooked the steak was. Undercooked? I've had a fair share of rare steaks. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes on the hot grill short of rare. Oh, so it's a blue steak. I probably could have resuscitated the cow had I tried. (laughs) Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating the steak. Claim veganism? No. I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. Is that your favorite? As I looked across the fancy dining room table at the open window of this third-story apartment, a cartoon light bulb appeared over <laughs> my head. All right, all right, all right. Don't read anymore. Have you read this story before? No, never read all this. All right, close your eyes. This is where we get to play, like... You know, TV producer, movie producer, like what's going to happen with the steak? Where, what's the comedy scene? Obviously, it goes out the window. It's, it's got to go out the window. And it's going to fly. Is it going to hit like the gardener? Is it going to hit the lady's husband? She's uh, single, right? Husband come back from the dead. <laughs> I don't is, know. is it going to be an Adam Sandler moment of Mr. Mr.? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's find out. I knew I had to be decisive. Realizing that she could return at any moment, I committed. I grabbed the steak with one hand, gently shook off the juice, and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. Here's the big time fuck up. <laughs> the window wasn't open. Oh, did not see that coming. <laughs> it was the cleanest freaking window you've ever seen in your life. That is, until my mostly raw slab of steak slammed up against it and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice. <laughs> My wife, whose steak was a nice medium rare and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped, and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. This look then slowly morphed into more of a there is no place on the planet you could ever hide from me expression of demonic anger. My wife's boss heard the thud of the steak on the window and she came quickly. She took in the scene of the steak sitting on the windowsill, the blood trail, my empty plate, and then gave me an inquisitive, puzzled look. I just didn't know what to say. It felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably three or four seconds. Finally, the best I could manage was, I'm so sorry. I'm such a klutz. I don't know. I was just cutting it, and it... And it's and it slipped. J- just ask my wife. I, I really am a klutz, right? Right, honey. No help coming from that direction. I'll clean this up. I can't believe this. I am so sorry, etc. Both women continued to stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin as I smeared blood around the window with my cloth with my cloth napkin, dusted off the steak, and continued to mutter incoherent explanation. 
I knew no one was buying the story. I knew what I had to do. I returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every bite. Disgusting, cold, chewy, bloody, raw steak. (laughs) 